Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I am a day late this week. This weekend was my 37th birthday and my partner Martin John was visiting me and we were just having a good weekend and I just didn't have time to record the podcast. I often am told that I sound older than 37 and I attribute that to 18 years of cigarette smoking and 11 years working in a corporate restaurant in Times Square where People micromanaged me and told me to put my phone away every 15 minutes for years on end. So not that I'm bitter about that time um, or the perceived uh, idea of it being wasted, um, but it wasn't wasted. It was, it was actually something that taught me a hell of a lot about human beings. I don't think that there could ever be a job that would prime me for being a coach the way that that job did. And I will say that it aged me. I mean, I really will. Like a lot of times, uh, I've heard this a lot recently from women that are older than I am saying that I seem to be in a lot of ways an elder. And I think it's just exposure. Like when you're meeting people from all over the world, every day for eight to nine hours a day, five days a week for over a decade, and you're in complete, constant, cultural, um, like just immersion all the time where you're trying to understand and you're trying to relate and authentically relate. And when you're in a, in a container of forced intimacy, you age. I mean, it's just something that happens. I went out to dinner for my birthday and uh, Martin came along and we were with two of my friends. And when I am with those two people um, together, and I, and I had said this to Martin because I, I'd kind of given him a heads up, but we do tend to talk um, about, you know, people we know and where they're at and how they're doing. And we do this because we were in such a distinct container and I can't describe it in any other way than it was like the people with you like were going to war with you like you were in such intimacy with these people because it's not like you're at a desk where you have tasks and you're being creative it's like every minute of that particular job was engagement with other humans either meeting their needs by taking care of them or 
working alongside of somebody or trying to pass the time. I mean, it was just, it was this bizarre container of forced intimacy where you would speak about things and do things that you wouldn't find in any other place, in any other way. And trying to explain that is really difficult for me and I don't and I don't really know how to do it adequately but what I can tell you is that you know after 11 years of it you you just have a such an understanding of people not who they are at a soul level but who they are as a result of systems acting upon them now I also have a master's degree in sociology which I got for the piece of paper like truly like it's from Columbia prestigious school spent a lot of money on it you know I'm you know it it basically is a label hey you are intelligent and you can meet the requirements of this degree but it doesn't fucking matter those 11 years did did the the job (laughs) like so for me to be able to look at a human and say you know this isn't really you like this is the result of a system acting upon you I can say with certainty and authority these things and I see the result of macro level systems affecting individuals constantly um I can't unsee it It, it's something that that's like that that I just I cannot unsee the the things that that exist in the world I can't unsee the ways that society um, makes women feel about themselves. I I can't, not makes, but you know, that's not the right word. But, you know, it it imposes, society imposes um, the infrastructure of systemic oppression in so many levels. It's, it's, It's just not unseeable once it has been seen. I had... Somebody reach out to me about um, body image struggles. And the interesting thing about it is that I can give people the systemic why for why they think and believe the things that they do, but they still believe that it's reality. It's very odd and strange. And no matter how many times you say to somebody, this is not you, this is not the reason, this is not reality. It's like people do not want to let that go. They don't want to let it go. They don't want to see that there is something outside of their awareness that is acting upon them. And through the fortune experiences that I've had in my 37 years and every single thing that I've done, I studied communications, I studied sociology, I took 40 hours of a registered behavioral technician curriculum, I had a brother who had a disability at a time where people didn't have that disability. And, you know, there was just forced transparency in my family unit. I have worked in food service for the bulk of my life. And, you know, also like now I coach. And so every single bit of my human experience has been dedicated to knowing and understanding people. So I can tell you with certainty, this is not you. A system is responsible for you believing this limiting belief thing you believing this belief right this limiting belief is not is not real it is 
attributed to a macro level system that is outside of your awareness. Like you really don't like to eat cereal for breakfast every day. It's because you were taught that that's what you should do by the food guide pyramid. And that was created to make sure that government subsidies had their rightful place in the school system and that we could promote people eating more grains than they needed to because of the agricultural system here in America. Like people think they just like cereal. You really don't. It has to do with a macro level system acting upon you outside of your awareness. There are so many of these systems that are acting upon you outside of your awareness. And those things that are acting on you are creating this sort of thing that's making you believe that you are inadequate. You know, I work with so many women who have no motivation to exercise and they think that exercise is a strenuous thing. And then um, one of uh, the women in my group wrote about going for a run and seeing kids take off running along with her and... um, you know, how how uh, that made her feel. And the thing about the kids taking off running is that kids do that. And then parents tell them to stop running. Like we actually tell our kids, we're born to run, but we tell our kids to stop running. And we do that so that they don't, you know, die. <laughs> like they don't, we're not just in the field in the hunter-gatherer days. Like we are in, um, you know, suburban neighborhoods with cars so we we tell our kids to stop running because they will eventually run away from us and most Americans are I mean I'm sorry just to put it blunt you know most Americans are out of shape and can't keep up with their kids so they tell the kids to stop running so the kids stop running and then the kids perpetuate this cycle of of let's be a lump on a log um but in addition to the let's be a lump on a log kind of mindset um we are designed to conserve energy so you know, it's kind of bred into us to want to be a lump on a log. So we tell the kids from a young age to stop running. And then we're also conserving energy because we think that we need to save up for, you know, the next war, the next, you know, whatever the hell we're going to do or the, the long winter. You know, our brain is prehistoric software. And there's always things that have started since way before you were aware that are acting upon you at any given time. So having all of that said, I wanted to talk a little bit today about things that you can do and why it doesn't matter. And um, let's talk about that. So things you can do and why it doesn't matter. I have lots of people on my Instagram that are constantly telling people what to eat, what workouts to do, you know, this, that, the other thing. It literally doesn't matter. Uh, My feed is filled with business coaches because I get every single one of their sponsored ads because I am of the demographic. So I get to see every person's plan uh, that's going to solve every business problem or every business whatever that I'll ever have, ever. Right? So I get these ads all the time. Uh, None of that's going to work ever. Right? Like it might, it might work, you know, like it for, for somebody, maybe like you're going to put out an ad that your plan of, uh, I I don't fucking know. Um, I'm going to give a good example. Cold DMs. Let's say you got a plan that you're going to, you're going to use cold DMs as your strategy. Well, that's going to work for some people, but not all people. So you telling people what to do is, useless in the field of facilitating transformation the reason that it's useless in the field of facilitate 
facilitating, I don't edit out those things in my podcast, facilitating transformation, it's useless, is because people's beliefs, not what you tell them to do, but their beliefs about themselves dictate what they're actually going to do in the world and what they're not going to do. And only a shift in their beliefs is going to cause them to make sustainable change in their lives so you have let's say you're a business coach person and you tell all these people to go send cold dms well i would never do that see because i have a value system in you know and it's it's not true right it's just a made-up value and my made-up value is that authentic conversation is necessary so this is how our beliefs work. That is my belief, um, which comes from my value system. And that value system comes from lots of things. My family, the way that I grew up, the way that my family unit was, the society that I was raised in, um, the industries that my parents worked in. Like all of these systems are responsible for this value system that I have. And this belief has come from this value system. So unless I am willing to change my belief which means getting really fucking deep, like 30 years deep and altering my value system, I am never going to send cold DMs. I'm just never going to do it. It's just not going to happen. So for me to make change in my life, I have to dig so deeply into my values. Like I have to get a fucking pickaxe. And this is what I do with clients. I fucking help them get a pickaxe and start digging out what the actual operating beliefs are because otherwise they're not going to do a fucking thing about it they're not going to do a thing like you could tell people i want to get a new job it's like well you could tell people this 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 and this to do it doesn't fucking matter they're not going to do it (laughs) like because the beliefs and the values will get in the way like they're going to get in the way every fucking time um when i was and i've told this story ad nauseum uh, especially recently because it was in the fourfold formula for all things well- wellness, but I'm going to tell it again because why not? Um, for me to make change in my own life, especially in my physical appearance, I never made a change in my physical appearance. I mean, it looks like I did. And sure, like I did. Sure. Like I look different. I lost 52 pounds and I have not gained 52 pounds back. I haven't gained any weight back. I, I was a heavy person. Now I'm not. And uh, I remember somebody on in an interview recently said, oh, it's like it's so easy. And I'm like, well, it was once you change the beliefs and values, right? If you don't change the beliefs and values, then it's not easy at all. Then you're just staying the way that you are. Um, I didn't change those beliefs and those values until my ex-boyfriend left me at the airport in the middle of the night without a flight home in the middle of January. And I attributed that to what is cliche termed, and I'm going to say that this is a cliche, um, a rock bottom, air quotes, rock bottom. Now, I was told by a good friend, and I liked this, that a rock bottom is simply being the furthest away from your fullest potential. So if you are the furthest away from your fullest potential, you could be at a rock bottom. Now, that's different for everybody. It all depends on what you'll tolerate at your as your rock bottom. For me, that rock bottom was being left at the airport in the middle of the night without a flight home in the middle of January. But for some people, it's losing their job. For some people, it's getting um, ending up in jail. It's different for every person like how much are you going to tolerate the universe is just going to keep dropping branches on your head and eventually it's going to be the tree but everybody can tolerate a different heavy tree like some people need the fucking redwoods (laughs) 
like, and then, then they're probably not going to even, you know, you might not even survive that. You know what I mean? So like, it, it really is just what are you going to tolerate as your rock bottom? I wasn't willing to tolerate any more than that. Like I, that was enough. Like getting left at the airport was enough. I had had enough. And so I decided at that moment, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done with this. And uh, so how did I lose a whole bunch of weight? I went and did the whole life challenge. Uh, Do I still eat the way that I ate when I did the whole life challenge? No, (laughs) not at all. I eat pretty much whatever the hell I want because over the years I have gotten in touch with my body and I have been able to learn over time after years of air quotes trying to do something to lose weight. I actually just started listening to my body and the cells of your body have a consciousness and they know what they need to create the proteins that they need to create to build the things that they need to build or to, you know, take care of you in the way that they need to take care of you. So you're going to receive information from your brain, which comes from the cells of your body communicating with the brain. The brain's going to give you thoughts and ideas as to what to do. So yeah, I don't think about what I eat anymore. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't think of it. I just do it and it's fine. Um, but in the beginning, I did the whole life challenge. Sure, that was how I, that's how I did it. Um, and when I look at people on the internet telling people what to eat, I'm like, yeah, you can tell people what to eat. But until they have a belief that they are just tired of their current reality, they're going to continue to entertain their current reality. So it doesn't matter about your cute little pictures of the fucking eggs and the bread with the peanut butter and the ba- Like, no one cares. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, they're not going to eat that because they already hate themselves. So it doesn't fucking matter. You're the person that has to decide that you care enough about yourself to make a change. And you got to believe that you are the person that you want to be. And there is no reason why you're not. I'm going to just tell you, there is absolutely no reason why you're not. And one day I woke up, and this is after the physical changes. This is after the weight loss and the marathon running and the quitting smoking and the getting sober. Like I know I, it sounds like I minimize these things, but these things are not problems. These things are the result of deep feelings of inadequacy. Like I'm telling you, like you don't have a drinking problem. You have another problem that you're using drinking to not look at. You don't have an, a, an eating problem. Um, I, I was just talking to somebody recently and I... I I feel like, you know, talking about like calorie deficits, like it's so simple. It's just a calorie deficit. I'm like, it's not so simple because some of these people that I work with have so much identity looped into either being a part of diet culture or rebelling against it that they don't give a fuck about calorie deficit. You give them a science, they'll fucking care. They are so wed to adhering to a belief system. They don't fucking care what the science is. They don't care. Like this is the thing. Telling people what to do is useless because it's your beliefs. It's your values. Your beliefs and values run the show. What you're doing, mm, that's dependent on the beliefs and the values. And your beliefs and values are the emotional state. Your values are the emotional states that you want to either feel or avoid. And you will act in congruence with your value system every single time. So the shift has to be in the value system. And that shift happens beneath the intellect. So the work that I do is that deep. That's why it's necessary because that's why nothing you've ever tried and nothing that anyone's ever told you to do has worked because your value system steps in every single time and says, fuck you. Like that's what happens. And it says, fuck you. This isn't you. 
And I, I mean, I remember you guys have been listening to this podcast over 90 episodes now. I'm going to tell you something. At the beginning of 2020, I was too afraid to make a phone call. That probably sounds ridiculous to you. But at the beginning of 2020, I was too afraid to call somebody. Like, and I'm going to be real. Most of the people that I, that I was friends with at that time, and even a good bit of my friends from my old life, still are that way. Will not make a phone call. Like, I was one of those people that if the phone rang, I would throw it. Like, I would throw it. Like, I was that person. I was terrified to make a phone call. Terrified of how I looked when I walked into certain rooms. And I've learned, especially the women in my group have really opened my eyes. Because a couple of them uh, were talking on one of the posts because we post it. We try to post every day. We don't always succeed, but we try to post every day in day one. Um, a few of them were talking about being uh, slow processors where it takes them a long time to receive information and then for it to really click. And uh, I've never been a slow processor. I have always been a lightning fast processor lightning fast I just didn't know the right people for a really long time and then I met Andy and he said like four sentences and that just clicked and I was like oh my god I decide I decide every minute I decide how this goes I decide I decide so then I had to start implementing the manual override and was it like, was I terrified to get on, fo- like, calls, Zoom calls, phone calls, like, group calls, uh, random calls? Sure. And I just had to do it enough times to tell my brain that I wasn't going to die. But there was just something about knowing it. And I hope that as you all listen to this podcast, you now know, you know the information. You are the only thing in your way. Who you believe you are is who shows up in the world. So your beliefs at a subconscious level must change before you change. And if that doesn't occur, something might, you might not be fortunate. I was fortunate. I had a rock bottom. I also am an alcoholic. Like that's pretty fortunate because when you have a substance abuse problem, things start going to hell on their own. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you'll just start saying all of a sudden my friends hate me. All of a sudden my family doesn't want me around. All of a sudden I'm really heavy. All of a sudden I... Don't poop solid for years. Uh, you know, like things will just happen. And God, the acid reflux. Like, I mean, you name it, it'll start happening. You don't have a substance abuse problem. Good fucking luck. You could be a workaholic. And you could be 75. Here you are going in retirement and all of a sudden your life is meaningless. So, I mean, like uh, your uh, third wife left you. And you're sitting alone with a bag of Cheez-Its and box of Cheez-Its. They come in a box, right? Bag of Cheetos orange fingers in the bag looking at the tv porn hub once twice a day you know whatever i mean this is you you did this because you thought that your work gave meaning to your life all of a sudden you realize it doesn't that's not it oh my god i was just filling the unfillable wouldn't it been nice if i was an alcoholic and i would have figured it out that i had an unfillable hole 40 years ago but I was a workaholic it didn't happen you know these are the kinds of things everybody's trying to fill the unfillable 
And it's just getting to that subconscious level. Just getting to that subconscious place where you can start just making little shifts in the way that you understand things. And you need a human to do it. You cannot do it on your own. I couldn't do it on my own. People cannot do it on their own. You need someone to hold the mirror. But people telling you what to do, useless, doesn't matter. Tell you all kinds of stuff. You won't do it, doesn't matter. You know, try to give you like ideas for motivation. You're not going to do it. Till you explore the deeply held beliefs that you have. Now, I've said this a bunch of times in this podcast because I have been awoken to the idea that I am a fast processor and people do need to hear things five, six hundred times. So I'm going to continue to say these things on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Uh, I started this podcast by talking about how I was aged uh, a million years by the work that I did in knowing and understanding people. And, um... Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. You know, if you're curious as to where some of these beliefs and values came from, if you're curious about, you know, exploring your own story, exploring, um, you know, the macro level systems that have contributed, please write to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E at getthefuckoff.com. Subscribe to my emails on my website or do it at breakfree.getthefuckoff.com. You want to get my emails. You're going to want to reach out. Um, here are some myths that I'm going to bust. A lot of people say, this isn't for me. That's your limiting beliefs. Um, phone calls weren't for me. You know, things weren't for me too, like three years ago. And then I realized that I was just the person that was in my own way. Um, that's, you know, this is the way that I'm going to be. And I'm just going to point that out. Um, if that's a little too harsh, maybe you want to find somebody that's less harsh that will, you know, you can you can futz with uh for decades but that's not gonna be me uh we're gonna go into that um we're gonna do it because it's it's time like you you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't interested in that kind of work um let's see what else I'm taking one-on-one clients right now I have had three uh finish within the last month and a half so I do have some space it has been nice to have the break to catch up on things that um I've been neglecting um, but I, I'm ready to fill those slots. So you guys can reach out to me if that is something that you are interested in doing the work. There isn't some sort of present, like I'm not going to provide you some kind of meal plan. I'm not going to, you know, I might give you some reading. I'm not going to provide you like some sort of, you know, fancy PDF or anything like that. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Because as I said in this podcast, you're not going to do the shit anyway. The only thing that matters is your beliefs and your values, right? Your beliefs are responsible for what you have or do not have. Your limiting beliefs are responsible for the things that you do not have. So we're going to look at your limiting beliefs. Like that's what we're going to do. That's going to be all of our work together. You are going to look at yourself. A lot of people try to hide themselves. I promise you I see you. <laughs> like that's it. So only call me if you want to be seen. If you if you are tired of not being able to see the answer, which you have, by the way. You have the answer. I do not have it. You have it, but you're not going to be able to see it. So if you are tired of not being able to see the answer and you find me to be a relatable human and you have been a loyal listener of the Get the Fuck Off podcast for a long time and you're ready to make shifts, reach out to me. I love you guys. It is always great to have you here. I hope that you are starting to question the beliefs that you have. I hope if you've been a listener for all of these episodes since November of 2020, you realize that you're the only thing like your beliefs your 
values, your adherence to the reality that you are in being, quote, the reality and the only reality, unquote, that is the thing that's in your way. I promise none of this is real. Like it's all made up. If you think about what people are going to think of you, no one thinks of you. Like no one. No one thinks of me. You're going to listen to this podcast. You're not thinking of me. You're thinking of you. You're not thinking about Andy Scarantino. You don't give a fuck about Andy Scarantino. You care about John Doe, whoever the hell you are, listening to this episode. You care about me. You give a fuck about my life. You care. Even when I tell you a story, the only thing you're doing is trying to relate to your own experience. No one thinks of you. And that should be extremely liberating because no one thinks of you. So therefore, you can do anything that you want. You can do anything you want absolutely anything. It's all for you, baby. It's all for you. So I'm going to be back next week with another episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I might be late again. Uh, My stepsister is getting married on Friday. So I'm going to be in Pennsylvania for the weekend for the wedding. So my love and congratulations to her ahead of time. Everybody, please send love and congratulations in spirit to my stepsister I'm excited she's going to be married she's the first of the five of us my mom and stepfather we have five between us and she's the first to get married so that's pretty cool so lots of love to her I'm sure she doesn't listen Um, but lots of love to her I will be away for the weekend so I might not be back Monday I might be back Tuesday but either way I will be back next week with another episode so you guys can all take care of yourselves reach out if you need anything please do reach out Uh, and uh, yeah love you guys I'll see you next week Take care, stay safe, stay beautiful.